everybody to the Abba Father broadcast. I pray God will show you just how much He loves you today as we meditate in His Word together. You can reach me at davidspires.org, but for now, let's go straight into the Word recorded live at the Epicenter. Okay, tonight I want to talk to you about having a guilty conscience. Can anybody relate? Nobody's admitting, huh? Okay. But you know, God doesn't want you feeling guilty. Doesn't want you feeling unworthy and undeserving and all that other negative stuff, does he? You know, Jesus wasn't tortured and crucified for you to feel guilty. He was crucified to take away your guilt, okay, and take away your shame. You know, guilt is really satanic, okay, because it separates you from God. I mean, take Adam, for example. When he didn't know what guilt was, man, he was holding hands with God in the garden, probably snuggling the way John and Jesus were, right? But the moment he found out about guilt, he avoided God. He was separated from God. Just one sin, banished from God. Separated. Lucifer, one sin, guilty, banished from God. Okay? But you know, God didn't have children. He didn't make us to be banished from him, did he? He made us to be with us, to love us, to be objects of his love. You know, we don't have children to banish them from us, do we? We have children so we can love them and be with them. So in order for God to be with you, I mean, there seems to be some kind of law of the universe. You can't have a guilty conscience and be with God at the same time. So in order for God to be with us, he had to find out a way to find a way to, to clear us of a guilty conscience. Okay? And can you remember when you first got saved? I mean, like the moment you first got saved. Remember how close you felt to God? You know why you felt so close? Because for that moment... He cleared you of all guilt, right? As far as the east is from the west, He took away all your sins and you felt totally guilt-free. And that's why you felt so close to God. You lost all your awareness to guilt. But you know, the, the key is, is that we, we, we have to know and believe the love of God to get that. Okay, so, but you know, unbelievers, they don't feel that love of God. I mean, because they, they feel like God is mad at them. You know what I'm saying? It's like they feel like God is a distant judge and God is mad. And Jesus is really mad because he got crucified. You know, when people get crucified, they're really mad then, right? And the Holy Spirit, they think he's mean because all he does is point out and rag on their sins all day. So unbelievers, you know, they, they're just not feeling the love of God. But, when, but whenever you get born again, you don't know God as judge anymore. You know him as daddy, right? Abba, Father. You know Jesus as your spouse, and you know the Holy Spirit as your comforter. And you know, nobody loves you like Daddy loves you, right? Some of your little girls got Daddy wrapped around your finger? Nobody loves you like that. And nobody loves you like Jesus, and nobody loves you like the Holy Spirit. You know, the moment that we truly believe that God has separated our sins from us as far as the East is from the West, like it says in Psalms 1 and 3, that's when we feel really close to God. Okay? And, you know, you can feel close to God. You can feel in love with God. You can feel really secure in God. And the good news is you can feel like that all the time. But most of us really don't feel that, do we? Not all the time. And, and, and why is that? Because we forget that God has forgiven all of our sins, past, present, and future. Because, you know, when Jesus died for your sins, all your sins were still yet in the future, right? But we forget that. That's why we slip back. And we backslide. We feel guilty and we, we feel sinful. And, and, and when we feel sinful, we, we begin to do sinful things. 
And we backslide because we forget we're holy. But you know what? Holy is not what you do. Holy is who you are. Okay? Holy doesn't mean you're sinless. Holy just means you belong to God. See, it, it doesn't matter how much I sin. I'm still a child of God. It, it's like my mom. No matter how much I sin, my mom still loves me no matter what. In fact, you know, when I call mom, I, she's at the old folks' home now. When I, when I call her or go see her, the first thing, she's not trying to say, okay, first you confess your sins to me and then you can talk to me. No, she's just glad I called her. She's just glad I came over. You know, and, and God, God just wants you to call him up. God just wants you to talk to him. God just wants you to be with him. Okay? God is not your judge, okay? He's your daddy, and he wants to talk to you. You know, how many times does God have to tell you, even tonight? God, daddy God is saying, look, I love you. I forgive you. I miss you. Would you please call me? In fact, I think we all, we all need to give God a hug right now. Come on, let's give God a hug. Come on, give God a hug. You know, you know he's missing some of you guys tonight. You need to call him, okay? You know, but let me ask you this. You know, confessing how sinful you are, how unworthy you are, how undeserving you are. I mean, it sounds kind of religious and pious, don't it? But does that, does that really help you? Is that really working for you? You ever tried that with a child? You ever really beat a child down with that? You're, you're no good, you're unworthy, you're undeserving, you're sinful, you're ugly, you'll never amount. I mean, does that work? Does that make a child feel any better? But when you start telling yourself, I am the righteousness of God in Christ, okay, I'm more than a conqueror through Him that loved me. I'm seated with Him in heavenly places. I'm a joint heir with Christ. The gates of hell will not prevail against me. I'm a king and a priest. When you begin to talk to yourself like that, when you start calling things that aren't as though they were, then things begin to change. So, I think we need to repent. Would you agree? We need to repent. Now, I always, I was taught growing up, repent means stop sinning, turn around, go the opposite way. But you know what? I looked it up today, and it don't say that in Greek. You know what? You know what? You know what? Repent means in Greek. The word is metanoia. You know what it means? It means to change the way you think. You know, being good and moral is not going to get you to heaven, but changing the way you think will get you to heaven. There's a lot of good moral people out there that don't believe in Jesus. See, you can have good behavior, but have the wrong thinking. So repentance is changing the way you think. You know, if we're going to be what God called us to be, and we're going to do what God's called us to do, we've got to change the way we think about some things. We've got to get away from this unworthy, undeserving attitude and we need to approach God in a different way, a new way of thinking. We have to start believing the good news. God is on your side. God's your daddy. Jesus is your spouse. The Holy Spirit is your comforter. It's good news. He's your helper. He's your intercessor. God is on your side. He's your friend. He wants fellowship with you. You know, your sin cannot separate you from God. Okay? Why? Because he eliminated it. It's gone. You're, there's no more guilt. There's no more separation. God doesn't see your sin anymore if you're in Christ. See, God's purpose for you is to have fellowship with him, to have intimacy with him. See, in God's sight, you're completely holy and you're completely righteous. 
Remember, righteousness is not moral behavior. Righteousness is a gift from God. Romans 5.17, They that receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life by Jesus Christ. You'll begin to reign in life when you know you're righteous and you know you're holy, no matter what. So righteousness is a gift. But you know, if you plan, if you set your watch, you say, okay, 11.15 to 11.30, I'm going to sin. I'm planning on sinning. Okay? And you do it. I guarantee you, at 11.31, you can talk to God just as if you never sinned. Okay? He loves you just as much now as He does at 11.31. Because God always wants to talk to you, no matter what. He won't avoid you. Okay? How can you avoid something that's part of you? Okay? Because he, he, he never separates himself from you. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Right? He never leaves you and he never forsakes you. You are holy because you have the Holy Spirit in you. See, his presence in you is a gift. The Holy Spirit is a gift. He never takes it away. The gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Okay? So, he that knew no sin became sin that we might be made the righteousness of God. So you don't become the righteousness of God. You don't make yourself right. He makes you righteous. He makes you holy. We are made holy by infusion of the Holy Spirit. Okay. And I have a verse on the playlist I want to read to you tonight. Yeah, it says, um, Ephesians 4.24, Put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and in true holiness. That thing that's in you is truly righteous and it's truly holy. It can never be corrupted. And, he's, and Paul's saying, put that on. In Colossians 3.10 it says, Put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. So this new man has a new way of thinking. This new man says, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I have the gift of righteousness. I am holy because I'm a child of God. And that holy, true, righteous thing in you, it can see the kingdom of God. It can hear God's voice. It can understand God. It can feel God. Like I've been talking about feeling the love of God. So tonight, would you believe the good news? Would you believe that God really loves you? and accept that.